What a splendid party. I do believe every one of any importance in England is here tonight. Mm. Who would miss a party given by Lord Salisbury? Lord and Lady Wilkinson. <laughs> what a marvelous entertainment, Salisbury. <laughs> and these chopped steaks are delicious, especially with this exquisite mushroom sauce. Well, thank you. Coming from you, Worcestershire, that certainly is a compliment. <laughs> oh, Lord and Lady Wilkinson, welcome. Tell me, Wilkinson, what the deuce is the purpose of two swords? Ah, these. Well, it's quite simple, really. Say you are my attacker. My first blade stands you up straight, my second clips you neatly at the ankles. And there's Lady Wilkinson for attacking your opponent's underarms and legs. You know, that's a terrific gift idea. It certainly is. If you'll excuse us for a moment. Oh, well, pleasant. <clears throat> The Earl of a Sandwich. Have you seen Lord Cardigan here? I understand he was turned away at the door. Lord Cardigan? How odd. I saw Lord Ascot here. He got in. Well, he wasn't properly attired. Evidently, he came in a sweater. You know, Sandwich, I've been meaning to ask you, were the Sandwich Islands named after your family? <laughs> No, everyone asks me that. <laughs> but I'm afraid nothing's ever been named after a member of my family. Oh. Excuse me, Your Lordship. Would you care for one of Lord Salisbury's steaks? Oh, yes, I would. Uh, could you bring it to me with a couple of slices of pumpernickel, please? Of course you may. <laughs> Lord and Lady Douchebag! <laughs> So frightfully glad you two could come. I was just asking Lady Salisbury, where the devil are those douchebags? Well, it's been impossible to get him out of his workshop. He's been working day and night. You douchebag? Well, I wasn't aware that you dabbled in that sort of thing. Tell me, what in heaven's name are you working on? Well, I'd be happy to tell you, but perhaps uh, after you've finished eating. Well, <laughs> ah. Here's Chambers right now. Chambers, get Lord and Lady Douchebag something to eat. Oh, no, 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 thank you. I'm not very hungry. A plate of raw vegetables would be fine. Would you like a dressing on that? Uh, just some vinegar and water, thank you. <laughs> Douchebag, how are you? Well, I haven't seen you in the House of Lords in ages. Don't tell me, for the first time in memory, we're going to have a parliament without a douchebag. <laughs> My dear Sandwich, Parliament has always had its share of douchebags and always will. <laughs> Spoken like a true douchebag. <laughs> I have often heard the King say of your family and yours as well, give me a sandwich and a douchebag and there is nothing I cannot do. <laughs> hey, tell me, douchebag, when are you going to show us that invention of yours? Yes, douchebag, just what kind of an invention are you sitting on? <laughs> It's a long story. Why don't we go out into the garden and I'll explain it to you. Tell me, did Lady Douchebag help you in the project? <laughs> help? Why, she was the inspiration. <laughs> Bye.
evening, everyone, and here we are again in the show that never ends. Like, like for real, there's there's no ending in sight. It's it, it's eerie. <laughs> yeah. But who cares? Just cows just want to have fun, and except for one remarkable summer with an upstate repertoire theater company, I haven't had this much fun since the world was young. Or so says Alan Swan. All right, let's get serious and get this show underway so we can get to all the things we have to say. This is the Nightfly, January 2020 edition, and it all starts right now. Right, let's get it together. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the show. Here we are again at our home, alone, without Mr. Salazar today, and uh, just going alone because I have so much to discuss, and we have so many guests coming up. We're going to need some more alone time sooner or later. Uh, I have a lot to say, so I guess we'll just get it started. Let's just... uh, Cut the music and uh, go on with what we have to do. Am I correct? <laughs> How is everybody doing? Playing Buck Henry up front from Lord and Lady Douchebag Classic Saturday Night Live sketch that uh, I certainly remember as a kid. And it's what made Bill Murray just the greatest douchebag. Oh, I can totally remember that. Buck Henry, the late Buck Henry, uh, just died this week. Buck Henry was uh, certainly a staple in, uh, well, any person my age that certainly wanted to get into comedy he was an interesting guy because well he wasn't interesting at all and that's what made him interesting he just came off as you know smart and um it was obvious and you know in looking him up he went to Dartmouth that made a lot of sense you know he had I you know when I was just a kid and I was watching Saturday Night Live he was funny for many different reasons that the other people weren't and then you find out that like, you wrote The Graduate and uh, you know, even later, 30 years later, he wrote that Nicole Kidman movie, To Die For, which I remember just being so happy that he was still relevant. You know, like it was like an, it was somehow was important to me that he was still relevant. And I don't know. He was so terrific. He wrote and directed Heaven Can Wait. And he wrote uh, a couple of things. But it's just, you know, amazing the people that he worked with over his um, lifespan. Plus, you know, we used to play this clip from the uh, player, the movie The Player all the time on the podcast when we first started. Hey, Buck, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good. What do you got for me? Okay, here it is. The Graduate, part two. Oh, good. good. Now listen, the three principals are still with us. Uh, Dustin Hoffman, Anne Bancroft, Catherine Ross. Mm-hmm. 25 years later, and so are the characters. Ben, Elaine, and Mrs. Robinson. Ben and Elaine are married. Still, they live in a big old spooky house up in Northern California somewhere, and Mrs. Robinson lives with them. Mm. Her aging mother, who's had a stroke, Mrs. and Robinson's lives, had Mrs. A stroke? Robinson has a stroke, so she can't talk. It's gonna be funny. Yeah, it'll be funny. With Dark a stroke and weird and funny and with a stroke. Okay. Maybe it's not a stroke. Maybe it's I don't know what. Anyway, it is. go it's on. It's a malady of some sort. Okay. She's up there in the bedroom upstairs, listening to everything that happens. They've got a daughter who's just graduated That's from good. college. That's good. Young blood. Twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old, like a Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. Right. Excuse right. me. Right. What yes. did you want me to do with these scripts? Uh, that- oh well, yeah, we used to play that clip all the time because my favorite part is like, here's the idea, the graduate, part two. Ah, 
and we used to just stop it there. Uh, but yes, he, you know, and and here's the funny thing. Bef- I, I think it was before he died. I think it was when I was watching Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live a couple of weeks ago, which I couldn't even wait for. I was so excited. And uh, I guess it delivered. He, he, he delivered. He was, he's good. You know, he's just good. I mean, he's the best and everybody knows it. And you just want him to be back to old Eddie Murphy, which it seems like he is. I don't know. And not just the angry old Eddie Murphy. So I was thinking to myself, you know, I mean, I think we all think like this. Well, certainly I do. But, you know, what would I do if I ever hosted Saturday Night Live? Certainly we talked about it when Sarah was hosting Saturday Night Live. You know, I think all of us who want to be comedians or whatever we're going to be have visions of, you know, winning an Oscar and, and, and your Oscar speech or hosting Saturday Night Live and how it would go. And I'd always thought about how we would open it. But it's funny because when Eddie Murphy came on, I was thinking, you know, I mean, I had all these ideas that were like insane. But now I've been thinking it was weird. I was just thinking of what they used to do to Buck Henry, which was so funny and so um he must have just, I mean, clearly they loved him because he hosted more than anybody until Steve Martin beat him 11 times. He hosted 10 times. So he must have been beloved. He was obviously a good you know, writer, so he must have been very helpful with the sketches and everything. Clearly, you can't create, get smart, and then not have anything to bring to the table when you host Saturday Night Live. But he, what he used to do, and I don't know if you remember this, is every time he was on, they would do this bit. Not every time, but you know, after they did it a couple times where he'd be on stage and they'd just start scrolling over him about something else while he was talking, uh, you know, a mindless talk monologue. They would scroll stuff over and the audience would go crazy. And my favorite one, again, as a kid, I mean, this stuff is great. You know, if you're 12, 13 and somebody says Lord and Lady Douchebag, that's going to make you laugh. But I remember he was hosting the week before Carrie Fisher was going to come on and... <laughs> they just were scrolling or like <clears throat> we you know this is buck and he's a little dull so we're gonna just talk and this thing and it's just a scroll you know you're reading it as it goes and then they say we're really excited about next week's show starring carrie fisher and then they just start showing scenes from star wars and they put buck in the left hand corner which as you know <clears throat> sorry which as you know is my favorite brand of comedy because they did it in turbocharge where the cars go to the left hand corner and things are playing over them, you know? So, I mean, don't think that's not from that Buck Henry thing when I saw that as a kid. I mean, it it speaks to me as one of the funniest kind of tools in comedy where somebody is just being completely ignored and they have no idea what's happening, uh, you know, while they're speaking to somebody. You know, I think that's just like one of the funniest things. And he used to do that. And then when they, I remember when they, you know, they did it. But when they went to the scenes of Carrie Fisher in Star Wars while he was talking, I mean, that just made me lose it. And I was like, well, okay, you know what? I'm going to bring that back if I ever host. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I'm just going to give the homage to Buck Henry and and do that scroll. It's better than anything else. Uh, that I thought of, and that'll be really funny, especially if there's like an awesome guest coming up the week after. You know, I'm still saying, I'm I'm still up hope I'm going to be hosting Saturday Live. Yeah, I think that's pretty much done. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that was the plan. And I don't know, you know, Buck Henry was kind of great. If you're, you know, if you grew up watching Saturday Night Live, you loved Buck Henry. You loved him. And uh, Jesus Christ, he was 89. I guess that makes sense. I mean, I guess if you make a movie, if you uh, are 
old enough to bring a script to the studio in 1964, uh, then I guess he was a lot older than us. But uh, I didn't realize. I guess he was must have been older than a lot of the cast, too. I thought they were around the same age. But what a terrific guy, I guess. I haven't heard anything to the different, unlike Don Imus, who's a bag of shit, and I'm glad he's dead. Um, Howard's been talking about him. I was waiting all week because Don Imus died, and I was waiting. I don't know if you know this guy, Imus. He used to have a radio show, and I always never understood, never understood why he was funny or successful and then Howard came along, and I'm like, no, no, this is this is comedy, as anyone who listens to Howard Stern knows. And Imus was just a fool and a moron and an anti-Semite and a ra- and a real racist. Not like when I call myself a racist, uh, this guy was a, a real racist and, you know, called Robin the N-word several times and Howard a dirty Jew. And he had all the clips this week that he played, and he was being polite to him, and I don't know why. Because uh, I, I say, really, good riddance. There was nothing about him that was sweet or, or good, and it just sucked. And I just remember when Howard was on vacation, I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to listen to Imus. And it just it, it just made me sad, you know, waking up at 6 in the morning and having to listen to this idiot because he sucked. Everything about him just wasn't funny, and I, I'm not sure who was listening to him, certainly not people that listen to this podcast. But... Uh, so, well, you got to have one good person die and one bad person. And then uh, I don't know who the third person's going to be. I, I guess it'll be me because I'll even everything out. I'm right in between. I do good things and bad things. So anyway, let's talk about goings on that are happening with the Nightfly. The Nightfly will be moving to this network called Acast soon, maybe even by next week. And, I mean, we'll still be available on everything, but now we'll be on Spotify and iHeartRadio and all those kind of things, which is lovely. Still, you know, won't be getting paid, but, you know, maybe. You know, who knows? But i uh, got to join these these folks at this ACAST. doesn't matter. I mean, they'll still be on SoundCloud and everything, and everything will be the same. I don't think you would notice a difference, but I'm going to still be doing the podcast wherever I please. Then I'm going to join these kids and uh, see what happens. Uh, also, of course, of course, the big call-in show on January 23rd, January 23rd, the big call-in show, Thursday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you call 3462-JUST-COW, you'll get me. So let me just explain again, because Rich Duffy was clearly having problems understanding how it's going to work. But that's because he moved to the West Coast and he's become stupid. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Um, you, you know, you just call, you leave a message, you'll be, you just leave a message so I can see it on the screen. Say, hey, it's, you know, Rich Duffy from San Francisco. And, and then that's it, you know, and then, or maybe leave, you know, what you want to discuss. It doesn't matter to me. I'll pick up anyway. But um, just so I can see it like on the screen, you know, how they, you know, usually have a live screener that does that, but you know, I don't, I don't. It's not that big a production, so that's the only thing. And then you'll be able to hear me talking like I am now, or, or talking to somebody else on the phone, and you'll be able to hear the show. And then I will pick up on you, um, and and then uh, you know, drop you if I'm not having it, uh, which is you know easy to do. But um, I'm I'm sure we will have a lovely time and. 
you know, like I said, I mean, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> could it be embarrassing if nobody calls? Sure, sure it could, but hopefully it'll all work out. So, I mean, I guess we'll go, you know, usual hour and a half or so. So I, I, I can't imagine it would be busy. I'm sure you could time it out between seven and eight, you might say, to call in at some time in between there. Three, four, six, two, just gal. Three, four, six, two, just gal. Three, four, six, two, five, eight, seven, five, six, nine is the number to call. Thursday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. That all being said, um, this podcast, uh, well, um, let me just tell you what happened to me yesterday. I'm obviously in a very good mood. I'm sleepy today because I couldn't go to sleep because I was so excited last night. I did a show and then I was thinking, what a productive day I had yesterday. I'm just looking at my my calendar here. Um, Let me just tell you how the show, the shows are going to go. I'm just looking at the calendar, right? So, okay, so. This comes out on the 14th, the day after my show at the Comedy Cellar. I don't, at this time, have a date for the Jusky Awards, but that'll be coming up soon. It better. On the 21st will be, I think, another regular show, right? That's next week. The 20... Wait. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. I don't know what's happening on the 21st and 28th, right? Okay, so that's that. But we know for a fact that February 4th, will be our Oscars show, you know, with Guillermo, I guess, and uh, probably Scotty Gordstein, and we'll make our picks, you know, because it's important because you're going to have to win money after you lose on the Super Bowl. Then that's how we win it all back. And you know I'm right. So far, I've been kicking ass in the Oscars. So it's worth going to Jersey and putting in the money. And my regular guys, the Oscars, will get us out of what the Super Bowl might put us into or these coming weeks which last week was not very kind to <clears throat> Dave Jusko. Um after the 4th on the 11th of February my well uh well you know hmm, I'm figuring this out maybe we'll be alone again right but on the 18th my guest will be New York Post theater critic Michael R- Riddle Rit I, I, Rydell, today I just found out I'm pronouncing his name wrong. I was calling him Rydell, but I think it's Rydell. Michael Rydell, <laughs> got to get that right, obviously, um, will be my guest, the New York Post theater critic. I mean, how great is this for Dave Juskow and, and, and pretty much Dave Juskow only? Uh, I, I mean, the thing is, every time I put the Broadway show in the mix, I somehow get a bump in listeners. I... You know, I can't tell that much, but it does. I, I apparently have a lot of people that like theater who listen to the show. That Beetlejuice one, you know, almost a thousand views, and Sarah Silverman's not even on that one. So every time I put that up, so I don't know. I I would assume that you guys would, uh, or some of you, will enjoy this uh, talk about the Broadway. You know how passionate I get about it. Here's a guy who knows much more than I do and is completely passionate about it. He's also on a show. Uh, with Len Berman, the sports guy. They have a morning show on WOR uh, from 6 to 10 a.m. on WOR 710 here in the city, but now you can listen anywhere. Uh, so this guy is coming on, and I'm very excited to interview him. Uh, you know, he I'm, I'm going to have some words with him because, you know, he uh, there was one time where he was pushing for... Uh, I can't think of the name right now. I'm just... I, I, I don't know if I'm getting old or whatever the case may be, but I, the guy who's in... You know, who was in everything, Groundhog Day and, well, the Groundhog Day is the one, but, uh, you know, Pretty Woman, I see this guy all the time, right? I mean, I just can't think of his name right now. He'll know, you know, kind of be, oh, you mean, you know, whatever. Um, 
Michael, I think the guy's name is Ken. That's why I tell him. Anyway, uh, and how he was pushing for this guy to win, remember, best actor in Groundhog Day instead of Ben Platt. And I got to figure out, I got to ask him, what the fuck is your, what are you, best friends with this guy? I mean, what are you kidding? So we'll have that conversation. We will go there. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm very excited about it. He's, uh, I'm so, I just emailed him and he said yes and couldn't be more thrilled, uh, like really thrilled. Obviously, I mean, talking about Broadway with somebody that knows about Broadway, this is very exciting. Uh, you know, I love the theater, and I love his. Uh, anyway, and, and he's, you know, he's snippy. You know, he he's powerful in the city. It's not like the old days where you can close down a show with a bad review in one day, but you know, shows close if he doesn't give it a good review. He's very powerful, and he's should be very interesting. So. We will talk to him. I guess that will air on February 18th. On February 25th, we'll be alone. And then on March 3rd, look how far in advance we're going. We will have Richard Klein, Larry from Three's Company, will be joining us. It's it's a unbelievable. Finally, after all this time, now that's a complete three six. Well, no, he's also a Broadway guy, too. It's kind of funny, but you know we're going to ask you know, we're going to go for it. We're going to ask all the three company, three's company questions we want to ask because we love that shit. And he is my friend. And it's very exciting that he is going to do this. And if that's not good enough for you, I did hear from Amy Heckerling yesterday and I told her to, you know, can you come down on the 22nd or the or February, whatever it was, you know, and then we'll be airing it a little later. I think she's coming. I'll just, you know, I told her I keep trying. I'm not giving up. So yesterday was a very productive day. I mean, I've been communicating with her again. I said, bring your daughter. Bring your daughter if that helps. You know, like, just come down, please. You know, I'm doing these at the Comedy Cellar because that's the best way to get people to come down, you know. Uh, You know, say, uh, hey, I know I never met you before. Come over to my house. Yeah, it's great. No, don't worry about it. It's cool. I I tape it out of my bedroom. Yeah, it's cool. Don't worry about it. So very exciting things planned for 2020 for the Nightfly. I mean, right? I mean, I'm what? I got shows scheduled till March? That's in what? What? I mean, this is insane. This is crazy. And a call-in show, and then we'll have another call-in show. That goes, we'll have another call-in show. What's happening? So good stuff. Am I right? So it's funny because since we last left off, I guess Memo and I taped last week at this time on a Friday. You know, it came out Tuesday, right? So we did that Friday, right? But then I was still, I still hadn't left the house. Remember, I think I, I don't even think I had showered since New Year's Eve when Memo came over. And he said the apartment was a mess. You know, it was just, I was in, I don't know. I wasn't depressed. I just was like, I have nothing to do and nowhere to go. So I never left the house until Monday morning, Monday the 6th, which was the start of everybody's week. And fortunately, thank God, I had something scheduled. And it's funny, when the guy scheduled it, I'm like, oh, geez, Monday the 6th. I mean, I gotta... But thank God, this guy scheduled. So I did this podcast. Um, his name is Dennis Calhoun. I believe, I don't know, that's how you pronounce it. I'm, you know how bad I am. with That's why it's going to be so embarrassing with this you know, writer from the New York Post. And I'm going to be like, pronouncing everything wrong it's so embarrassing but let's face it you know i mean he went to columbia i'm I'm a fucking idiot um so this guy dennis he has a show i think called the carrie allen podcast i i don't 
Yeah, I never got to ask him. But I did this podcast out in Brooklyn, and we really hit it off. Kind of like like meeting Pete Holmes that day. You know, we talked for two and a half hours. Um, you know, it's funny just meeting somebody for the first time and just completely hitting it off. And that's what happened, and he was really nice, and he has directors on his podcast. You know, short film directors, people are, you know, it's not having Quentin Tarantino on yet, but maybe he will. He's, he's very nice, and he is, um, I met him, and he's dating this girl called Bethany Watson, who used to be on Z100 here in uh, Manhattan, this uh, radio station, pretty famous radio station, and he met her on the podcast. He had her on the podcast. He met her. I'm like, yeah, I got to get, get, get some girls here that I can start dating. I don't know. I'm, I'm missing the boat on this. But he was dating, and I was like, she's kind of sexy, you know. And um, then he sent me a short film that he did, and she's in it, and it was really good. It was good. It was good. I At first, I was like, oh, what's happening here? But then there's a nice twist, and it actually, you know, it looks good and sounds good, <laughs> you know, how important that is for me. And um, really nice, good, very entertaining short film, I think called Lonely Hearts, and it was excellent. And she's in it. And then today, today, I'm taping this on Friday, January 9th, 10th, sorry, uh, in the paper, in the post today, there's a picture of her, of his girlfriend, Bethany Watson. It says, the web series Pet Peeved premieres Sunday on Digital Chick TV, wherever that is. It's from Darren Stouse, follows a tough-talking pet custody mediator, Bethany Watson, pictured right. So how about that? That uh, that is a real thing, you know. I was just like, "Hey, nobody knows who Bethany Watson. What the hell's the matter with you?" I pick up the post. This post outside my door is a picture of Bethany Watson on it. So this guy's okay. And uh, we, and what we when we just talked about movies and turbocharge for two and a half hours, but he actually liked it. He's like, you know, you're the first filmmaker. I'm you know, doing the air quotes uh, who came on and said my film's horrible, and I'm like, well. You know, I'm a very truthful guy. <laughs> and he goes, but I loved it. I love it. He totally got it. And, uh, you know, just like Dave and Donna, who we still blame. Uh, <laughs> because you know what, guys? I don't even understand how you, why you guys like. I guess you are you guys understand. There's, just like we were talking about last week. There's never going to be a movie about the cars. This is it. So I guess you're, you know, you guys are cool. You, like, you know, you guys are the biggest Cars fans I know. And if you guys understand that at least it's, technically historically accurate that's the best we can do so you know whatever all these horrible reviews <laughs> the shit sandwich reviews in amazon which do keep getting funnier and funnier as it goes on the matter that people are but uh, then this brilliant guy just ordered it on sd for 99 cents which i didn't think of which is probably smarter to rent it for 99 cents in sd instead of hd because we're clearly not in HD as after we left the air, I showed Memo the film and I'm like, what the, what the fuck? Why is everybody's heads cut off? And he goes, yeah, I don't know. You know, we stretched it out and we didn't have HD. Every answer that he had, I'm like, what you're the worst filmmaker ever? What the, what do you mean? You don't know why everybody's heads cut off, but uh, you know, he's such a nice guy. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> the heads are cut off. The lighting's are it's, I, I don't know. Maybe I hadn't seen it. You know, we didn't have big screen TVs when we made the film. I feel like we made the film back in the 30s. But we did really have, we were, <laughs> God damn it. We're just, we were, I'm always off by five years of the technology. It's the same when I went to college. It was the same thing. We're filming on one inch discs. That's not even a thing. Nobody's even ever heard of those. I think one inch film or disc is where they used to, 
you know, that's before three quarter and then the VHS tape, which is a half inch. Oh, I just want to kill myself that this technology wasn't available when I was starting out. I really think things could have been easier for me, but I'm pretty sure they would have been exactly the same. <clears throat> I think the mentality you have in your mind is just the way you end up. Sorry, I was just taking a little sip of coffee. It's awesome. But uh, yeah, the Carry On Podcast. Yeah, right, right. Let's, let's go home. right. I had his uh, name written down. And so, so finally, yeah. So I was so happy to get out of the house on Monday. And then Tuesday, I cleaned the apartment. Or at least I threw a whole bunch of shit out. And it's much cleaner. And I have a cleaning lady coming in today when this airs. Thank God. Because I just, you know, sure. Do I have any money? Yeah. But my, that's the part my sister and my mother are just like, no, you got to have a cleaning lady. You know, so that's where the Jewishness comes in. And I'm very excited about that because, you know, although, like I said, the place isn't dirty. Well, it is now. There's dust balls and stuff. Can I clean them? Sure, I could. Do I have time? Absolutely. But I, you know, that's not what I do. I've been brought up with a cleaning lady my whole life. I'm like the Carolyn Channing of Two Broke Girls. Where I'm like, um, I don't want to get my nails dirty, so I am not scrubbing that toilet. I've been scrubbing the toilet lately because, uh, well, you have to, and it's been terrifying. I think I've scrubbed this particular toilet. I've lived here 20 years, three times, because I've always had a cleaning lady. Not that it's not clean. you know. I mean, I want it to be clean for myself, even if I don't have people coming over. I demand cleanliness. But anyway, now that I got a bunch of boxes because I got a new printer and I got a new computer. So as I was trying to do video editing and I downloaded this system and it kept crashing because I think my old computer sucked. So I bought this big gaming computer that's supposed to be good for video editing. And I got it like on Best Buy credit, which everybody's making fun of me because, you know, I don't have any money, but. I figured I need it because I could do editing. I can edit some of the Godfather stuff and I could put it on Amazon, you know, either for free or for 99 cents and just keep editing stuff that I could put out even on YouTube or whatever. So it's not like a horrible uh, plan to have a big computer. But meanwhile, I just put it together yesterday and it just keeps restarting and it's like really frustrating. And I keep calling the company and they're like, hey, we're not home today or whatever. And it's... uh making me a little uptight but you know whatever anyway i'm sure that'll work itself out but now i have this huge box there excuse even time every time i get drinking i haven't put the golf machine together yet because I, I i need to organize and i don't know how to do that i cleaned everything up but then where do i put stuff where do i put stuff i can't i can't this is why i would never be a good director i can't see it i can't i, I can't picture how to organize. And some people are good at it and some people are like me where you cannot picture it. I can't do a Rubik's Cube. I can't think that far in advance of how to do it. And the people that do that are probably good at organizing. You know, it's a part of your brain and this is no good for me. I'd like to bring somebody in, but they're very expensive. But I really kind of want to try. If somebody could just tell me you could do this and you could do this and maybe then I can do it, that would be really helpful. I mean, I really would like to organize. I mean, I'd really like to organize. That would be really terrific uh, I don't know you know I don't know but I certainly have lots of time to do it I was so proud of myself on Tuesday and then Wednesday you know I went to oh so and also like the rest of the planet 
I started eating not better, but different, you know, starting Monday the 6th, like everyone else. But because I was home and just sitting there like a lump and eating and spending money on food, you know, I order through Seamless or, you know, a delivery service and it's like 25 to $30 a meal. So I'm like, I got to stop this and I got to stop eating the way I'm eating. Not that it's even unhealthy, but just meal after meal and it was just getting bad, and I'm like, I got to do something about it. I got to do something on the bad on the weekdays at least. And we've talked about this before, and I probably talk about it every January sixth uh, that I have to do something. And especially now that I'm not working, it's a lot easier because I don't have set lunch times where I would definitely go out to lunch with Joe and Caitlin because I needed the break, and it was fun to go out of the office and go to lunch. And what am I going to sit there like an asshole? I'm not going to eat anything. I have a protein shake. Come on. So yeah, I would eat food. So now I don't have to do that. So what I've been doing, so starting Monday, yes, I mean, listen, I'm doing the Dave Juskow diet. That that means there's not a lot of changes. We're just, here's what I'm doing. Monday, well, Monday I went to that guy's house. So I didn't do anything, but I went, no, I had some coffee. Oh, I had a coffee and a donut, right? Because And a coffee roll, that's what it was. Because I knew I wasn't going to eat for a long time. And then I went to his house, had some more coffee. That's okay. And then when I came home, I went to the grocery store and I got a bag of salad, you know, one of those salad bags for like three bucks and some tomatoes. And I said, I'm going to eat the whole bag of salad. I'm not going to fool myself into thinking, I'll just eat half the bag of salad. No, I'm starving. Yeah, I'm I'm disgusting. I'm a fat kid. So I'm going to eat the whole bag of salad because I think that's okay. You know, and then I I, I cut up some tomatoes and and that's what I'm going to have like around six o'clock. So I ate the whole bag of salad. You know, I just, I put that at wishbone Italian dressing. I don't care. I don't care. You can tell me, that's not good for you. Whatever. I'm like, fuck you. I'm doing the best I can. This is how I'm starting out. I'm not going to listen to anybody, you know? Well, that's very salty. Shut up. I can't take one thing at a time, right? But you really, those bags of salad, shut up. This is the way I'm doing it. I also bought some cheese and crackers. So in case I wanted, you know, I wasn't filled or something, I could have some cheese and crackers. But I ate the bag of salad and then, and then, you know, I think I had a, Maybe a cookie. Oh, no, no. I had a couple of spoonfuls of uh, <laughs> um, frosting. <laughs> Some Duncan Hines frosting that I had purchased a long time ago. I had like three spoonfuls of that. I don't care. Listen, this is the way I'm dieting. It's the Dave Juskow diet, and everybody should try it because I had nothing to do, right? If I have nothing to do, this is the diet. So if I have some... Okay, so then on Tuesday... I went to Dunkin' Donuts again. I had a do- uh, I had a, did I have a muffin. No, no, I didn't. Have, no, I just had a donut, and that keeps me until six o'clock. And then I had a, a bag of salad and some cheese and crackers, maybe around three o'clock. Um, and then a cookie, or maybe that frosting again. I don't know because I thought the frosting was actually better than the cookie. I know it sounds ridiculous, but because you can't eat that much of that stuff, you know, because it's just. But it's exciting. I don't know. It's just some sort of chocolate that I need after the salt. So, and I've just been having uh, water with some, uh, you know, uh, liquid enhancer, you know, like some iced tea liquid enhancer, no soda or anything. And then Wednesday, I knew I was meeting Joe and Caitlin for Shrimp Parm Wednesday at Park Italian Gourmet. Uh, And so I didn't have any, if I had coffee, I didn't need anything else, even though I don't think I had even any coffee. And I had shrimp and baked ziti and bread. That's fine. As long as that's my only meal of the day. 
And then I got, and then later, I mean, at six o'clock, seven o'clock, I had a bag of salad, right? So I think it's the two meals a day, which wasn't working. So one meal, and that was the biggest meal I had all week so far, right? And so then yesterday, again, this taping on Friday, on Thursday, I had a show at the West Side Comedy Club. I'm going to tell you about that in a second. But I had a muffin because I knew I wasn't going to eat all the way into the show, right? Because I can't eat. Because now normally I would order like a chicken teriyaki and salad during like around noon or one o'clock and then I get all filled and stuff and whatever. And I just was, I'm trying to not do that, even though that's not unhealthy. I'm just trying not to eat because I know I can get a free meal at the West Side Comedy Club. They always let me have a free meal there and they, and it's underneath a Mexican restaurant called Playa Betty's on 75th in Amsterdam. So the food there is great. So last night after I, you know, I was hosting the show, so I had to keep going up, but I after the third person where I can kind of relax a little bit, I got the three taco platter, very small, um, not crunchy tacos, you know, but you get three tacos and some rice and beans and I had that. And then I had some beer and a shot. I think that's why my throat's a little messed up today, but I was in a really good mood and that's okay. Like again, People are going dry in January. I don't need to because I'm not drinking. I'm not drinking that much. Um, So it doesn't matter drinking once in a while. But again, that was my meal. And then when I came home, and this is the funny thing, I had a headache. And you normally I eat because that'll kind of wash away the drunkenness. I can fall asleep and then whatever. But I didn't eat because I already ate. And then I was up all night till like six in the morning because I was in such a good mood. Because I got the people in the podcast and also, um, you know, I had a good time at the Westside Club that I only slept for like two and a half hours. That's why I can't believe I'm so up and wired today, but that coffee is very helpful. And uh, I was just in a good mood and I just didn't fall asleep. And then I don't know, blah, 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 blah. But th- so last night, so at the Westside Comedy Club, this girl Gina used to uh, book the club. And I've known Gina since the 90s. She used to run the Boston Comedy Club. And we've been friends for a long time and she's been pretty kind to me. And I enjoy her company and I like seeing her at the club. But uh, she got fired. Well, not fired. I think she, well, I think she went to rehab. I don't really care. Um, she's stupid. You know, she met a guy in, uh, you know, in AA. And then the guy, you know, ran her life. And, uh, you know, she fucked up again. It, you know why I'm saying it? Because it's bothering. I want, I want to say it because it just bothers me. She can't get it together. And it's all over this boy. And it's like, God damn it, get it together. She's like a strong woman. You know, I just wanted to see her do well. So it pisses me off because I really like her and I'm rooting for her. And this is unacceptable. She had finally gotten some money. What is she worth? This boy was a fucking idiot. And it's just, you know, obviously meeting somebody in AA clearly never works. Or at least I don't know any stories where it does. But still, though, I'm thinking of going there because I think they got the hotties there. So I might still give that a try. Anyway. Uh, Because if you meet somebody in AA and you're only faking that you're in AA, well, that could work, right? Until they figure it out. But then they'd be like, hey, you're all right. Wouldn't they do that? But so anyway, this new girl took over, Felicia Madison, and she used to run that open mic night. I might have told you back in July. And, you know, I I don't know. I I was just, you know, I was like a dick. And I was just like, yeah, this this thing sucks or whatever. Um Never thinking she was going to be in charge of the club because I'm a moron. I've been doing this my whole life. But fortunately, I didn't really say anything bad. Then she wanted to meet. We were emailing back and forth. And I was like, perfectly nice. Thank God. Because now she is booking the West Side Comedy Club. 
So we met last night. She's like, I'd like to meet you with you before the show and talk about your produced shows there. And maybe you could, you know, we could talk about some stuff. And it was great. She's really nice. Very pretty. Very pretty. Married. Um, and, you know, she's, uh, you know, age appropriate and stuff. In the sense, I'm, I'm not trying to be rude or anything. I'm just saying, uh, you know, she's not 20. And so then we went over she had a list of comics and i was able to it was beautiful i was like oh yeah this guy's great this guy's great this guy just cross him off that's not going to work for you you know because she's like i'd like to have better people at the club i'm like you know so i can go over and i tell you well i don't know this person i don't know this person but i know this person and you don't want them there you don't want you know whatever I'm, you know, I'm totally gonna be honest i don't care and uh yeah we had, it was such a fun time and looks like we're gonna be there the second thursday of every month which is beautiful me and Judy Gold's kid produced this show, and oh my God, Judy last night was so funny. She, her son, you know, we produced the show together. He's twenty three, and he's also a waiter there. So when Judy's talking to the crowd, Henry, her son, is talking to the person. She goes, "Henry, what the fuck? I'm trying to have a conversation. You got to talk to them now." Like she's screaming during her show, yelling at the kid, and nobody knows it's her son. And it's really funny. They're like, "Why is she yelling at the waiter?" And then she tells everybody it's her son and nobody believes her. So it's even funnier. And then Henry will go on because she had the light for like 10 minutes and she doesn't care. That's why we always put her on last. And he goes, you know, you got the light. She goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it, was, it was so funny. And again, I was in a good mood because I really feel like maybe, you know, I'll get some spots here. But it was a good day overall, you know, which is so rare for Dave Juskow. But uh, I, I was really... Uh, really in a great mood i thought i had a pretty good set and uh you know had the food and I, I don't know maybe the dieting's helping i was in a better mood and um then i walked home with elon who was also on the show and he was great and uh elon is also hosting the show i'm doing on january 20 what is that two tuesday january 20 come up 21 January 21 at Gotham Comedy Club, The Benefit with Gilbert Godfrey. Turns out Elon's hosting. I had nothing to do with it. It's beautiful. I love when my friends are all gathered around, and I feel very comfortable at that Westside Comedy Club. I really feel that could be my hometown club. I really like everybody there, and I, I miss having a hometown club. I need one. I need a place I can just, you know, kind of fool around and get good and, you know, just get more spots and stuff like that. I mean... And, you know, I like the bartender a lot, this guy, Bo. So it's like I, I'm, everybody's friendly there. It's beautiful. I've been waiting for a club like this for a while. So I think that also put me in a, a really good mood. And mm, I don't know, you know, I just, I'm, you know, because I think the day before I was, you know, I was buying that computer. I'm like, this is, uh, what am I doing? This is a huge mistake. And I was also excited that, um, you know, the football is this weekend. It'll already have happened, but, you know, hopefully I'll have won. <laughs> I'm going to go to Jersey later. I'm going down to the cellar. I got to pick up my check and then I got to see my bookie and then I got to go to Jersey and make more bets. It's going to be awesome. Ah, oh, yeah. Come on. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to bet. And then, you know, uh, when you hear this podcast on Tuesday, you're going to be like, oh, boy, he, this is a bad podcast because he has no idea what happened. So but I am going to take the Kansas City Chiefs to demolish the Texans. That's my plan. And the Seahawks. Not to demolish, but the plus the points over Green Bay. Those are my uh, <laughs> my well, not yeah, my sure things. And I like the Vikings plus seven over San Francisco. I love that bet. I love the plus seven. I think San Francisco will win, but I'm going to take the plus seven with the Vikings and then the Ravens and the Titans. I I don't know. So 
I just don't know. I mean, one would think, take the Ravens, but the Titans have been playing so well. I mean, they just beat the Patriots, but of course, the Patriots were flawed this year, and the Ravens are not, and the Titans play weird. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to take there, but that's those are my bets. So you'll know on, uh, well, Tuesday, whether I am sad or not for next Tuesday. But then I won't be sad because, you know, the next time we tape, uh, I'll be excited about that weekend. I'm like, no, I'm going to win it all back this weekend. So by the time I tape, I'll, I'll be in a good mood again. Just, uh, you know, as long as we're not having the phone on show that day, uh, everything should be fine. <laughs> that's why on Thursday it'll be fine because I think, wait, that's the Thursday. Let me see. Um, so this comes on the 14th. Right, then I'll be okay. Right, and that Thursday, there's nothing until the Super Bowl. There's no games that week. Well, maybe I'll be depressed. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll be excited about the Super Bowl and that there's a free weekend where I don't have to do anything, uh, you know, worry about the football because I haven't even been going to that Sunday show because I want to watch the playoff games. I don't feel bad not doing the Sunday show that was saving my life during football season, but during the playoffs, I want to watch the playoffs. Playoffs? I can't help myself. So I don't know whether this Mike, Mike um, Michael Rydell is, uh, I don't know whether he's straight or not. I, I don't Because he's working with Len Berman. I thought maybe he was just like me, where he loves theater, but he also loves sports. Because there ain't a lot of guys like that. Except my dad, ironically. My dad was exactly like that. Oh, my God. And my sister thought he might be gay. Oh, goodness. I'm pretty sure I'm not, though. Um, so... Uh, first of all, has anybody seen any movies? I just got a whole bunch of them, okay? Uh, so saved up, I, I have to see The Marriage Story, obviously. Uh, Parasite, I just got that on DVD. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, got on DVD. Um, oh, Jojo Rabbit and Bombshell. I got the, all those on DVD, so I'm going to watch them, obviously, before the Oscars. And I saw Joker. I got it on DVD, and I did not like it. I, I don't understand what the hype was about. I don't know why. I mean, I just, you know, it, it, it did so well. So I guess if they're going to make a sequel, I might like that better. But I didn't like And Robert De Niro, I mean, this guy, who would give this guy a talk show? He's so boring. Um, so I, uh, you know, but meanwhile, right, if I could get Robert De Niro, I'd be like, oh, well, let's put him in the movie. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, just the hype didn't live up for me. Didn't, I didn't. Love it at all, or even really like I would probably never watch it again. It was okay, it kind of held my attention anyway. Um, the box office uh for 2019 Avengers Endgame blew away the competition for the year at 858 million dollars, <laughs> blew away the Lion King was second toy story four was third it's unbelievable frozen two and that's probably still counting so i mean I, these things you know are probably still counting uh captain marvel i don't know how that's what an asshole and the rise of skywalker is number six for the year but that only came out can you it's number six for the year it came out with 10 days left in 2019 spider-man aladdin and the joker is number nine so i don't think you can make uh, $333 million and not have a sequel. And It Chapter 2 and that stupid Jumanji, the Nick, oh, that Kevin Hart is really, but uh, John Wick made $171 million. So you know, 
John Wick 4 is happening, which is awesome. So awesome. And uh, it being 2020 and only 10 days in, Star Wars is number one, blowing away the competition uh, as usual. But yeah, I didn't care for it. What I did like, however, was the two popes. I think I might have talked about that last week. Yeah, I really enjoyed that a lot. And um, also, you know, I just watched so much TV since we last saw each other. Um, They've been re-airing Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Antenna TV at five in the morning from episode one. And I, you know, I can't get enough of Salem. I cannot get enough. And plus, you know, I've always thought she was kind of sexy. Um, She's growing up now. So, but... Yeah, Salem is so funny and the things... I mean, listen, that's why I had Selena. I mean, I've always wanted a talking black cat. Yesterday when I was walking from Dunkin' Donuts, I'm saying to myself, can I just do a show with Salem? Can I do a show with Salem, with Nick Bakai doing the voice? Can I just do a show where I live with Salem? Why can't I... Dave and Salem. Juskow and Salem. Salem and Juskow. I mean, I just want to take that aspect of Sabrina and... And have my own show with a talking cat. It's why not? It's hilarious. I don't know what it is about that stupid talking cat. I got a goddamn problem. I love that shit. But I will also say that I watched this MASH episode that I couldn't even believe. I had been wondering. I remember this when it first came out you know, or in syndication, whatever it is, but years ago. And I think it's the reason I even would ever order a martini. And so many times I'm talking about up until, you know, a month ago, I order a martini this exact same way, but I wasn't saying it the right way, but I couldn't believe this was the episode it was from. I'd like a dry martini, Mr. Quack. A very dry martini. A very dry, arid, barren, desiccated, veritable dust bowl of a martini. I want a martini that can be declared a disaster area. Mix me just such a martini. With two straws. Make it to go, please. I'd like to drink it in the States. I don't know why I remember that. I guess it was just so funny because I don't understand why he was asking for a dry martini, let alone I didn't know what a martini was or what a dry martini is. I mean, I do now. So I always ask, I would like a very dry martini. Now, I believe that means less vermouth, which is exactly the way I like it. I like a drop of vermouth, mostly vodka martini. I know that's gin martini is the correct one, but with very little vermouth, but definitely some vermouth and definitely not dirty. But I say that all the time. I would like a very dry martini. I want a martini so dry. And this is, and then I have nothing to say after that when I talk to the bartender. But I think when you say to the bartender, they I don't think they understand what you're talking about. Because then I guess they just put in a splash of... I, don't, I guess I don't want a martini that dry, but I do want a dry martini. I think saying a dry martini means less vermouth. I don't think it means no vermouth because then you would just order a vodka. So I think that's dry martini, but I remember that episode so well that I go into bars saying, I want a dry martini. I want a martini so dry, a veritable dust bowl (laughs) of martinis. 
and make it to go. I want to drink it in the States. I didn't remember that line, but God damn, is he the best Alan Alda? Is he just the great? Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Is he not the greatest? I love New York. I was born in that building right there behind the, the guy, uh, the statue there, the guy in the pedestal. I love New York. It's like a, it's like thousands of uh, straight lines just looking for a punchline, you know? And what makes New York such a funny place is that there's so much tension and pain and misery and craziness here. And they got that's the first part of comedy. But see, you got to get some distance from it. You know what I mean? That the main, the thing to remember about comedy is if it's if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. So you got to get back from the pain. You see what I mean? But the, the, uh, the like they said, they asked me up in uh, uh, at Harvard. A bunch of kids asked me, what, "What's comedy?" So I said, and then this this is part of what I'm trying to say about getting back from. They, I, I said, "Comedy is tragedy plus time." Tragedy plus time. See, when the night Lincoln was shot, you couldn't joke about it. You couldn't make a joke about that. He just couldn't do it. Now time has gone by, and now it's fair game. See what I mean? It's tragedy plus time. Okay, we're out. That's it? So fast? I shut up ten rolls on your first question. All right, I got I to gotta get to CBS anyway. Remember where we were. We'll start this again. Uh, he's so funny. I mean, it's just... Um... I was just sitting back watching it. I could, I think I could watch it a hundred times. Well, I think I have watched it a hundred times, but it's so good. I was talking to you know Judy Gold last night, and she's worked with Woody twice, once in The Curse of the Jaded Scorpion, and once on six scenes that that horrible Amazon, uh, you know, miniseries, absolutely awful. But you know, it's exciting. She so he also offered her a part in this new picture and. Where is he filming? Rome? No, Spain. I can't remember. And she turned it down. Yes, I, I don't know whether she turned it down because of his, you know, what's happening. Because I can't imagine anybody would turn him down. But she had like one line. Something sounded fishy about it because, you know, even if you have one line in a Woody Allen movie. But, well, maybe that is the reason because, you know, people don't want to do it. I mean, I'm all in. You know, Sarah and I were talking about it. And, you know, until until really proven... Otherwise, I am all in still, and I'm dying to see a rainy day in New York. Uh, I need to see Cafe Society. I was talking to some girl who said that's great. I remember Artie telling me that was really good. I hadn't seen that one, but I'd like to. I try to, you know, I got that, you know, Amazon Fire Stick or something, you know, that's, uh, you know, whatever. It's a little fishy, and I thought maybe I could get Rainy Day in New York because, you know, they think they do. That's the last one he did that, you know, he got into the lawsuit with Amazon. The last one that they're not putting out, and it really looks pretty good so i, I, I want to see it but can't get a can't get a hold of it at all i'm surprised usually you know that's that's what i do right can't believe it oh by the way i um used my new medicare for the first time went to the city md just to you know uh get my prescriptions refilled that i need oh i just realized i forgot to take that today oh anyway um you know i had to get my prescriptions refilled which is the scariest thing of not having health insurance when you have to take a pill every day which is still pissing me off that i gotta take that pill every day i wonder what would happen if i didn't take it but with my extravagant lifestyle i'd probably be dead but so i did it and they were nothing went nice and they filled it and then you know i went to the and they said yeah it'll be ready in 20 minutes i go there and this girl's kind of hot behind the counter and um she's like 20 minutes what do you get? They always say that. They're idiots over there. And I'm like, oh, you're okay. And she had one of those earrings. She's really pretty, but she had those, you know, earrings with, with the hole in it, like like an African, you know, person. 
you know, like with the with the in the, the holes in their earlobes, it's really creepy. But it didn't look bad on her because I have a friend. Me and a tell have a friend named Jeremy who's an editor, and he has those. And it's like, I mean, that's badass. That's like, I think that's worse than tattoos. That is terrifyingly scary. Those holes in your lows. But I think if you do take them out, they they fix. So it's a little better than tattoos. But uh, you know, I figure. I mean, I can ask this girl out because. Um, you know, I'm not buying anything stupid. You know, like when I was getting my my hair tonic and all whatever it was, I'm like, well, you can't ask anybody out. She knows the prescriptions I have, but this one seems okay. I don't know. Should I date a guy with a thyroid problem? Well, I'm gonna ask her to the show. I mean, why not, right? I should go over there today. Like, what's that? But anyway, I got a text saying it's delayed because my insurance. So now I don't know what's happening. I don't know what that means. I don't know why it would be delayed. This insurance is supposed to be rather flawless. No, that's what I had heard. I don't know what the issue is, but maybe, uh, you know, this is the first time I've used it. I hope I can. It's a good thing I went with like, you know, 20 or 30 days left. So that was good. You know, I had a lot of errands on Wednesday. You know, after lunch, I went to Best Buy. I picked up some some hard drives so I can get everything from the old computer, a couple of new flash drives so I can put everything. So, you know, it's like I have like this thing I use for a lot of the podcast clips. I've never made a spare and it has all my stuff on it. And now. I can make a spare, you know, and, and, and the stuff I stole from my work office when steal it, you know, but I took it off my computer. Uh, I don't have a copy of that. And now I do. So smart thinking. And, you know, I just bought all this stuff at Best Buy because it's great. It was exciting going to Best Buy. I love everybody likes buying electronics. It's very, it's very entertaining. And then I went to the post office because I finally did write a letter to the person who runs those cinemas uh you know those uh vip experience cinemas i wrote to the president he's in miami and i'm like listen your cinema stinks because remember that i went to see a beautiful day in the neighborhood and i'm like you just give you're not letting me get the popcorn i want to be eating as soon as i go in i'm sitting there waiting i want to be finished with the popcorn by the time the movie starts and i, I just want to be getting going and i'm sitting there like an idiot i'm the only one in the theater besides these two older ladies and then, you know, they finally come and they give me the worst popcorn I've ever had and a warm soda with no ice. Who wouldn't that infuriate? It's just you people don't have the time to write, and I do. I don't even know why it took me that long, but I'm like, I'm doing it today. So I wrote to this guy and I sent it certified mail. That's why I went to the post office. I'm like, I sent it certified mail because that's how you get their attention. And uh, I'm going to write to this guy and I'm going to be like, yeah, I said, you're, you're, you, if, I said, this is such a douche move. I said, I went to this girl. She was nice. I went downstairs. I saw the concession stand wasn't open. I went upstairs. The girl's making out with her boyfriend. What the hell's going on? I think he works there too. The fuck kind of organization are you running here? <laughs> it was awesome. I feel bad because she's definitely going to recognize me again if I go in there because I'm the only one who goes in there 1230 in the afternoon on a weekday. And she's going to be like, hey, did you write a letter to the boss? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Like, well, you know, we were just getting back together. I mean, it would be so hilarious. Uh, she would sit in the back of the theater and start just throwing spitballs at me. Hey, stop it. Hey, you almost got me fired. But, I mean, I feel I didn't want to get her fired, but fuck that. They were like, I was like, where, where the fuck is the popcorn? And she's like fooling around with her boyfriend. I'm like, this is the worst theater ever. I don't want a VIP experience in a movie theater. I enjoy the comfy chairs. 
That's where it should end. I don't need waiter service. I'm not being an old man. I don't want to have dinner before the movie. I, I When I have dinner, I, I need a nap. So exhibit A. Exhibit B, what, what the fuck? Would you want to have knives and forks clicking around while you're watching a movie? It's bad enough at a comedy club they serve food. That makes no sense to me. Why are they serving food at a comedy club? You're supposed to be laughing. How are you going to laugh? How do people not be choking more? At comedy clubs, because you're laughing and you're eating, it doesn't add up at all. The drinking, of course, makes sense. But my God, who needs, what, what do I need a steak before I go to the, why, I can go to any restaurant and then go to the movies. That I want to sit down and eat like a gentleman. Why would I want to sit in a comfy chair eating? I want to sit in a stand-up chair, you know, like an uncomfortable chair when I eat and sit up straight. I, I don't understand the dine-in movie experience. I don't like it. And I don't like that popcorn. I like going to, I don't mind if people bring you stuff, but bring it the right way. Not in a bowl and not, I don't want soda in a glass, you know, in, a, in an unsanitized glass with no ice. What the fuck? Do you, I, that's the only reason I like soda at the movies because it comes with ice, like crushed ice. That's like the only exciting thing about having a soda in the movie theater. I don't usually have soda, but in the movies, you want a popcorn and a soda because that's like the standard thing, and that's the perfect food to eat at a movie theater, and you're usually finished with every, well, well, with your eating before the movie starts, which actually works out perfect because at first you would think like, God, there's so many commercials. I'll be finished with my popcorn, but then when you think about it, you're like, well, actually, that's not a bad idea. Why am I eating while the movie starts? I want to concentrate on the movie. Well, how about that rant? Well, that's what you can find in the letter. So I'll keep you posted on that. That ought to be hilarious. I mean, I don't see how that's not going to be hilarious. Well, dear sir, dear Mr. Juskow, I am so sorry that happened. Oh, that's a Spanish guy. He'd be like, dear Mr. Juskow, I listened to your podcast with Guillermo Salazar, and I am very interested to hear more of what you had to say. I didn't know you knew a Mexican director. Yeah, it's in Miami, Florida, so I'm assuming the guy is... Uh, Spanish. That's where the location. I don't think I've ever written to a president of a company before that's located in Miami, Florida. So what do you think is going to happen there? Huh? Well, that's our show for today. A shorter show. Yes, because I didn't do anything this week. You know, everything happened yesterday. I, you know, I just hung around and watched TV and uh, that's what you get, you know, but the, uh, as uh, things continue and things get better, we will uh, discuss more and have better times. And we have so much stuff coming up. I mean, I just gave you a list of activities until March. And the only reason I'm there, you know, I'm doing like the interviews like around the same time. But you know how we like to spread them out. We like to have an interview and then we like to have you and me. And then we like to have an interview. You know, we like to mix it up because I know you guys, you know, some, some of you don't like when I have guests. Some of you do like when I have guests. And most of you like when it's just this ranting and raving about nothing. That's why we like Seinfeld. That's why we like Curb Your Enthusiasm. And that is why you like Dave Juskow, because he is just like Larry David. But with, you know, without the success and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, the greatness <laughs> and, and the track record and, you know, a wife or girlfriend or anything. But you know what? That's not the important thing. So let's remember January 23rd, 7 o'clock, the call in show 3462 Juskow. We'll have another podcast before that, uh, January 21st at the Gotham Comedy Club, February 13th at the Westside Comedy Club, 
And uh, don't forget, uh, you know, the website. You can get uh, Turbocharge uh, merchandise, thanks to Dave Curry, at DaveJustGow.com, <laughs> which is hilarious. You can also buy Turbocharge there. And you can see where my other dates are on DaveJustGow.com. Uh, as for that, like I said, we'll be moving the podcast. We'll explain more of that next week because when this comes out, we'll already have finished the thing of the seller and then we'll have other dates and uh, lots of great stuff to come in the coming weeks of 2020. It's going to be a great year and a great season for the Nightfly. So thanks, everybody, for a wonderful day and a great journey. I hope everybody has. I hope everybody had a great uh, divisional playoff weekend. <laughs> And I hope you all have a lovely middle of January week. And we'll see each other again next week on January 21st on the podcast. So, see you next time, everybody. Good night.